0: From Washington, this is the CQ Budget Podcast, your leading Capitol Hill source on how Congress allocates federal taxpayer dollars.
1: Hey, everyone, and welcome to the CQ Budget Podcast. I am your host this week, Jennifer Shutt, appropriations reporter at CQ. And joining me is senior politics reporter at Roll Call, Bridget Bowman. Hey,
0: good to be here.
1: And she is also co author of our weekly politics newsletter, At the Races, which I really hope you're all subscribed to. And if not, you should definitely go online and subscribe right now because the midterms are just four weeks away from today. That's so scary. So we are here uh, to do a bit of cross-promotion and give you guys a great politics podcast. We are going to be focusing primarily today on the House Appropriations Committee. There are three subcommittee chairmen on the House Appropriations Committee who are in pretty tough re-election races, uh, and we're going to start off talking about uh, Congressman Kevin Yoder. He's a Republican from Kansas's third congressional district. And he currently chairs the Homeland Security Appropriations Subcommittee. That's obviously one of the bills that yeah. everyone is going to be watching for him, the lame duck. Uh, but depending on what happens uh, during the November elections, Congressman Yoder could potentially be a lame duck congressman trying to negotiate what is if essentially President Trump's favorite spending bill.
0: Right, because that includes wall. any potential wall fend- funding would be in that bill. Uh, but yeah, like you said, C- Congressman Yoder is in a tough race, which is kind of, weird because you don't really think of Kansas as like a a battleground for uh, politics, but he is in a kind of quintessential Democratic target this year. So his seat is the Kansas City suburbs, and it's a seat that Hillary Clinton won in 2016 by just one point. So automatically that made him a top target for Democrats this year. Uh, And he is facing Democratic attorney Sharice Davids. And she won a contested primary. She was backed by Emily's List. Uh, She also would make some history if she was elected. She would be among the first Native American women in Congress and the first gay person to represent Kansas in Congress as well. So a really interesting race happening there. I was out there in August, so it was cool to kind of see it on the ground. But there's a lot going on in that race. What
1: is that district like? Can you walk us through your experience when you were out there?
0: Yeah, so I went to... um, one of the events that I went to was a parade and it was in like a smaller town in his district. And there were a lot of people there. And I talked to a bunch of voters and I ran into very conservative Republicans, independents, and staunch Democrats. And then people who are in the middle who didn't know. So just like, just from being there, you got a sense of how divided the district was. Um, and what's important to note too, about Kansas, something I heard a lot from people was their concerns about education. And so congressional races don't operate in a vacuum, right? Like the tax cuts in the previous uh, governor's administration in Kansas really affected education there. So it's something people are still talking about and could impact this race, too, because it's an issue that people are thinking about, too. And one of the things to know about Congressman Yoder's district
1: right now is that the Cook Political Report has it as leans Democratic and inside elections with Nathan Gonzalez has it as tilt Democratic. And about a week ago, the National Republican Congressional Committee pulled about a million dollars in ads from his district, right?
0: Yeah, the National Republican Congressional Committee, uh, which is the House Republican campaign arm, they pulled their ad money from the district. So that is something that we call triaging, uh, which is kind of like a dramatic way to talk about it. But uh, what these party committees do is as they see races coming off the map, that races that they see are kind of lost causes, they'll move their money elsewhere where it can be more of use. So them pulling their money out of there was a sign to us that, okay maybe they see that as as kind of a lost race at this point. Uh, But Yoder still has a good amount of money himself. And and there are still other outside groups involved, especially on the Democratic side, that are just airing a lot of TV, (laughs) TV ads there.
1: Yeah, so that's yeah. going to be definitely one of the races that we'll be watching for on election night. For sure. And then one of the other Republicans, who's also a bit of a surprise, is uh, Congressman John Culberson from Texas's 7th Congressional District, which is the western Houston suburbs. And he chairs the Commerce Justice Science Appropriations Bill, which, of course, is another one of the bills that's going to be coming up during the lame duck, potentially with him maybe not being reelected.
0: Yeah, this is an interesting race. There are three competitive races or three races that Democrats are targeting in Texas usually there's only really one uh, but in 2016 Hillary Clinton won three districts including Culberson's which is in the Houston suburbs uh, she only won it by one point with just 48 percent of the vote so not like a huge win there but definitely put the race is the race as a Democratic target so he at the beginning of the cycle when you saw some stories about Republican members who haven't had a competitive race in a while, who might be a little bit asleep at the wheel. He was always mentioned in those stories because he hadn't had a tough race in a while. And uh, there were a crowded Democratic primary in this race. And some of the Democrats were raising a lot more money than he was, even as an incumbent on the Appropriations Committee, (laughs) which they tend to do pretty well in fundraising because they have a lot of power. Um, So he... He seems to have stepped up his campaign, uh, ramped up his campaign team, um, and has been raising money kind of ever since then when people started saying, like, you you got to step it up. Um, he's facing Lizzie Panel Fletcher. Uh, she was also endorsed by EMILY's List as well. Um, and she's been really stressing that she would be a moderate in Congress, more independent, talking a lot about health care, which we see in races all across the country.
1: And then the third cardinal on the House Appropriations Committee that we are looking at is John Carter. He's been around for quite some time. He was first elected in 2002. He's from Texas's 31st congressional district, which is Round Rock and Colleen. It's for anyone not familiar with Texas, that's sort of north of Austin. Um, and he is currently the military construction and VA subcommittee chairman. So his bill has already been enacted into law for fiscal 2019. Uh, but he's still another highly experienced member of the Republican bench on the House Appropriations Committee who could lose potentially next year.
0: Yeah, this race is more of a stretch for Democrats, I think. It's a district. It's a pretty Republican district. Um, It's one that Trump won by 13 points in 2016. So at the beginning of the cycle wasn't really on at least my radar when I'm talking to folks about what races to watch. But I do remember hearing a while back, like, keep an eye, there's an interesting candidate here named M.J. Hager. And to folks out there whose her name might sound familiar, she had a viral web video about her biography. She's a veteran. Uh, The video was called Doors, and it talked about as a woman, as a veteran, the doors that were kind of closed in her face as she tried to move up um, in her career. And so she was able to raise a lot of money off of that video and even um, was able to kind of catch up with Carter in terms of cash on hand, which is important. So a Democrat in a race like this can kind of make it competitive by being able to air TV ads and get her message out there when normally this wouldn't be a race that we would look at as something uh, that could be competitive.
1: And she came out really strong out of the gate with mm-hmm. that Doors campaign ad. I remember watching it and just thinking, wow, this woman is yeah. a force to be reckoned with. I mean, if if you don't know about her biography a little bit, she was a helicopter combat pilot in Afghanistan, and during a flight, she was shot through the shoulder and I believe received shrapnel injuries to her mm-hmm. leg as well. But she continued flying her helicopter until they eventually took more fire and crashed. Um, and then when two army helicopters helicopters showed up to rescue her and the crew and the passengers. She in the campaign ad says she strapped herself to the skids and returned fire on the Taliban. I mean, this woman is ready for a reelection race in a tough district.
0: Yeah. One of those instances we've seen a lot of veterans running on the Democratic side this cycle and especially women veterans. These are candidates that Democrats think are especially strong because they have a record of serving their country and have these compelling personal stories that you're talking about.
1: Yeah, so those are three of the many races that my yes. my esteemed colleague Bridget Bowman <laughs> is tracking for us here at CQ and Roll Call, mm-hmm. um, and of course, at the races is a really really great newsletter. If you guys are not subscribed, thank you. to it. it's
0: been a it's become an outlet for some of my bad puns. So be <laughs> warned, but it's a lot, it's fun too. But I think we all need some bad puns in
1: the last you know sort of four weeks heading into the election. That I is think true. we very much need those. <laughs>
0: That's
1: true. Well, thank you so much for joining me and helping walk us through these races. I really appreciate it. Sure. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining us. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, NPR1, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And please rate us on iTunes. For more on this and other stories, visit RollCall.com or find us on Twitter at CQNow or at RollCall.